You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all that good stuff. We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time. Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Fine Arts Podcast. How are you going? I am doing very well, Owen, and this is the second last episode of our summer series. Yeah, it is. It's special because Monique, mini pizza, pizzica, how are you going? Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Um, uh, I dragged Monique in since we don't have money and chill this month. So I thought she could come and join us for budgeting. Yeah. For budgeting. I can't chat. wait. I can't wait to get because Monique. Stuck the budgeting it. expert, Monique. Oh, yes. Resident expert Monique's on budgeting. Monique's probably the best saver between the three of us. <laughs> oh, for sure. Savviest with the budget, for sure. Also thrifty. It's called just not spending money half the time. <laughs> yeah, guys, get with the program. I mean, <laughs> here's how you do it. Don't spend money. <laughs> but also you save money in kind of fun ways as well. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just not excessive with my spending and I really think about if I need something before I actually commit to it. And I'll mm. think, yeah, I'll think about it for a long time. You were also telling me you still live like you're a uni student with minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for a long time I was, like, with my jobs and stuff, it was either $200, like, a week or plus freelancing, and then I didn't know when that freelance money would come. So I've just been – I haven't really changed my mindset in how I spend money, and I'm, I'm still like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to get paid next, which is not the case anymore. So, yeah, I just really haven't changed. <laughs> That's good. Well, a lot, of, a lot of people lifestyle inflate, right? Yeah. Yeah, they just spend more. Hmm. Like a me. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
2022 was definitely an expensive year for me. So this episode is my reset moment because this year I need to save a bit more. Yeah. it's uh, So budgeting um, is important. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. That's yes. why we're talking about it. And budgeting doesn't, we give budgeting a really negative connotation. It's seen as a word that resembles restriction or scarcity or not mm. being able to do what you want. But I like to think of budgeting more like I'm just giving my money a plan and an intention and that's where I want to see it go this month. Maybe I don't want to pay my electricity bill, but I kind of have to. But mm. I'm giving my money a plan for the month and then I'm going, okay, well, if this is my budget. How am I actually going to fit it into my life? Because it's easy to set a budget and be like, $100 on food this month. But I don't know if anyone else can do that, but it's not very realistic. So you want to set a budget that's realistic, a realistic plan for your mm. money. But if you want to reduce spending in certain areas of your budget, then you're actually going to have to come up with some strategies to do that. Because if you've been spending $1,000 every month on food for the whole of last year, and suddenly you want to spend $500 a month on food, unless you come up with a plan to reduce that spending by $500, then it's not going to change. Yeah. Um I think what the one thing that we probably are more and more advocating for is um, it's not about necessarily sacrificing a lot. Sure, that might feel like that, but it's more just like rearranging the priorities, yeah. spending with intention. You know that if you have a hundred bucks, the food might be important for this. Like food is important, um, so then you don't go and spend on something else because that's what you've identified is important. That's your intention. Same with like the you know people. We'll talk about budgeting methods in a minute. But you know people like. Um, like they have like a fun money account. Just think of like all of your money like that. Like what you're you're prioritizing where that money goes. That's really all it is. Uh, a lot of people think that there's like one formula for all of this. Probably not. No. As we'll talk about. And it changes all the time. Like my budget now as a homeowner is very different. And it took me about six mm. months to work out what are the expenses I have now and what kind of council rates and when evade you and try to work out how that all fits together. And it's taken me quite a while to figure that out and I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, we all do it differently, I'd say. Do you have any bank accounts do you have, Monique? Just the one. One bank account? Yeah. Like one like centralized bank account? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yep. I, I think I've got, I've got like five or six. Like multiple under one institution or just one? Well, like because I've like got- Like one account? One, one account, but I've got everything in my offset account. Uh, yeah, so that's like, two accounts manage. Yeah, but there's nothing in the other one, oh, so okay. it's like it doesn't even exist. Wait, so the offset account? Do you have a card attached to that? No, so I have my debit card, which I'll transfer money from the offset when you need it. So, so it's like an extra separate list. transaction account that's linked yeah. to your debit card, but it's got nothing in it unless you put money in it. Yeah, exactly. Gee, so then you yeah. have that extra step of friction where if you want to buy something, you have to transfer yeah. the money. Yeah, I'll see it transferred because I'll do it manually. That's cool. Yeah, two I mean, I, that's just how I do it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so I've got like most of my money in the transaction account. Like when I say most of my like living money, because all the money then just ends up getting invested or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I also don't like the feeling. I'm kind of over the feeling of like, I think there's a lot of anxiety around this when I was younger, when I would actually buy something, there wouldn't be the money in there for whatever reason. Mm. So I'm over that now. Like I want money always in there. Yeah, okay. You want to have a, f a constant float that you- I want to be confident when I tap the butt, when I tap my card at the checkout that I've actually got the money. Yeah, I'm Whereas always I at the checkout being, oh, sorry, I just need to transfer some. <laughs> yeah, I do that for the bigger things sometimes. It's rare though nowadays. But, but then you're in the queue and people can see you log into your bank account. Oh, that's fine. If there's yeah. no one behind me, I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I just, well, I think I just had a lot of anxiety around that yeah. when I was younger. Okay. Around, I would always be worried that it wouldn't be, I wouldn't have enough money, even if I thought I did because some bill that I never thought about or came mm. out, whatever. 
it's interesting how we all do things differently. Mm. Yeah. Um, Whereas I, because I've set up every all the big bills like the hot water and the cold water i still can't get over i have to pay two separate ones but anyway um i've set that all to automatically come out of the offset account and the money for the next um two to three months of mortgage repayments is in the offset account as well so i don't have to worry that something won't go through cool neopets oh yes talk to us about neopets <laughs> what kate said you were going to say something about neopets and this is a budgeting She's dragged thing. me on this episode to talk about budgeting first of all what thing. is a neopet <laughs> did you never have a like neopets i'm thinking like sea monkeys is that a no it's like no. A internet. <laughs> no. what you know, like sea monkeys sea monkeys are real neopets are digital yeah it was on, on the internets uh probably like the in the Early 2000s, Neopets existed and you had like your pets sure and you had to thing. feed them and you played games and you could build your house. Definitely so it's like a Digimon. 2000s. Do you guys get Digimon? You wouldn't have got that, Kate. No. I know what you're talking about, but I never had yeah, it. Yeah, the little square thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 yeah, and you like, like feed that. the little animals. Yeah. yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, okay. But you could do like a whole heap of It was like a whole world. Neopet world. Anyway, so me and Kate were talking about budgeting and everything and like how I can save so well. And I think it originated from Neopets because you had to, like, I can't even remember how you'd earn the money. I can't remember how you do it. But you had to earn money. You could sell things. You could yep. play games. Mostly through the games. You could trade. You could run a shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the shop. Oh, yeah. Bring back flashbacks. Um, so then my main aim of Neopets, which was not anyone else's, I don't think, was to, like, get to a million neo points and that was like the currency neo points so i think that really taught me like how to save money and the worth of Mm. things and how to spend your money and yeah whereas i think most people with neopets they just don't know how to gamble but that was not the case for me just roll the dice (laughs) there are a lot of like spin the wheel games (laughs) in neopets well where you like risk it for the biscuit kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah, but i was always like no i need to get to a million neo points and yeah did you get to a million i did and then i got to two million well they say the first million's the hardest thing so (laughs) (laughs) that's what they say (laughs) what about monopoly do you guys play monopoly yeah but i never played it properly (laughs) yeah yeah what do you, if you land on Go, do you click $200 or $400? My rule is 200 I haven't played it for a decade or so. But I did make up a lot of rules. I did so like the knows? Game of Life, though, and Mousetrap. Yeah, I heard that. I remember I only didn't play Game of Life as much, but it's interesting how these little games teach us a lot, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, I, don't, I didn't have like a Neopets phase, but I did have like Age of Empires, oh, yeah. which was like the computer game where you'd like build civilizations. Yeah. But that taught you about like, like resources, building resources, mm-hmm. and then- creating things like yeah. buildings and all that sort of stuff might go play that over summer yeah. uh, anyway so um yeah I, I i think that's really a neat way to teach kids about like what this do you know what we when we talk about capital allocation monique mm-hmm. in the, the investors podcast yeah. you know it's like seems like really fancy oh capital allocation fancy what words. we're doing is we're just allocating resources yeah okay so just like the game yeah that's what we talk about yeah, yeah. you're in saving mode yeah. i remember i built a guild and yeah. All that sort of stuff. What, in that. the game? Yeah, yeah. You could create a guild. You'd find the, um, you'd get HTML from someone's blog, which you could add mm. to your guild so it looked cool and you could customize it. So I learned the basics of HTML as a kid to do that. I can't remember it now, but I, I did it at the time. And um, yeah, you could grow the guild to thousands of members and you had different roles and responsibilities and there was guild newsletters. And mm. 
Yeah, I feel like I do some of that now. Oh, remember during Christmas, the advent calendar? Yes. And you get all this free stuff? Oh, that it was did the best. teach us how to use the internet because you'd yeah. go to different blogs to find out all the secret hacks and codes yeah. and how to find the best paintbrushes and the oh, pets. I loved it. It's still going now, by the looks of Neopets.com. Oh, my God. What? Is that it? Yeah. I just don't think it hit the same now. I wonder if my uh, huh. Akara 2369 is yeah. still alive. And because we all had to use fake <laughs> birth dates <laughs> to create the accounts. <laughs> you remember the name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. So, linking that back in with budgeting. Yes. Uh, some people are natural savers, some are spenders, some are investors. Some are permanently stuck in a scarcity mindset that they're never going to have enough money. And I think it's important that we focus on budgeting as an experiment and just you're mm. going to have to try different methods. We'll mention a couple methods today, but adjusting things and recategorizing and saying, okay, that doesn't work for me. I don't like having the categories. I just want to say pay myself first and that might work. So if one method doesn't work, just keep iterating until you find something that that works. And it might take 12 months to kind of get comfortable with a particular way that you approach mm. your spending and your saving. And it's something that like I like to check in at the end of each month and go, well, where on earth did my money go this month? Did it go in the places I was planning for it to go this month? If not, were these random expenses that popped up, were they something I could have planned for? Are there something I can plan for when this happens next year? Um, or was it just like a spontaneous fun part of life that I'm okay that I spent that extra money on? Yeah. So like categorizing expenses is probably the revealing part, isn't it? Yeah. You think about it? Did you ever do that? Not really. No. no. Like, would you know how much you spend on food and groceries each month? I mean, roughly. Okay. Yeah. I would only know very, very roughly. Yeah. Like, I don't set a It's not as if I'll it. have a spreadsheet of, like, how I spend it. It's like, I know where the money's going, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I'm very rough, but I know, according to my upspending review, that I spent a lot at the supermarket this year. What's a lot? Like, is it like $10,000? Because I feel like- on a- well, It was kind of broken up because I've used different- Ah, it's right, all okay. a bit of a mess. But so my it would ten thousand dollars be like two hundred bucks a week. You wouldn't be two hundred bucks a week. But it, it, it's easy to spend ten grand when you think about it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't worked out how to. The time I like cook a few meals and then have meals out, like at lunchtime, and then go out maybe once or twice on the weekend and buy groceries as well, and then like top up milk. It I, ends up being very expensive. Like yeah. I'd probably be spending a thousand dollars a month on mm. food and related. Related activities, things that are edible. Things that go in the mouth. Yes. <laughs> I think my food's one of my biggest expenses because I, I have minimal transportation. I just have PTV and Uber costs. So, yeah, utility bills, mortgage repayments and food is where my money seems to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Calm we've got, down. We've got the 10 things activity um, that we, we talked about a lot on the show. If you're new to this, like if you're new to, we should have started with this. If you're new to the Australian Finance Podcast, Meg's our producer. She <laughs> only comes on the show once a month. Um, so <laughs> We keep her in a box. Like, yeah, yeah she hides behind the camera. We drag everybody off <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. Um, they're always a bit of fun. But um, yeah, we've talked a lot about budgeting and different methods. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would say I'm more the second method in today's show, which is like the- Sort your rocks out. Put your big rocks in first. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. 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 So that's like the, the jar analogy. So can yeah. you, maybe can you explain Yeah, that? well, we can talk about that first. So one method that's quite simple is paying yourself first. Yeah, um, paying yourself first. Yeah. And well, so, so I think it rocks. 
Yeah, I did write sort out the big rocks in the show notes, so that's oh, where okay, it's coming okay, into okay, your okay. head. Like, okay, paying off debt's really important to you this year. That's your big goal for the year, to pay off your debt. So, so that is, goes in your jar first. If we're putting $500 a month aside to paying off our debt, firstly, we've worked out that we can afford to do that, so we do have enough money to meet our minimum living costs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will put that money straight away as soon as we get paid into paying off debt. And then the rest of the expenses just kind of fall in around that. I don't categorize everything. It's just like, okay, there's $2,000 left. That's it for the month. That's just what I'm managing on. And so not categorizing everything to the nth degree. So it's like the jar analogy, if you're new to this. Uh, It's like you have a jar. Imagine the jars, all of the spending, like all the money you have. You put the big important things in first and all the little things falling around the outside. It's like just it's like an analogy for life as much as money. Yeah. You get the big things right in first and then everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. I do think this this method you do need to plan for those chunky expenses though. So if you do have yeah. a rates bill or you have your annual insurance bill or all of those things that come up and suddenly it's like where where's that money? Yeah. You need to make provisions for that. When we talk, you can use your emergency fund for that if you do get caught out. The emergency fund is three to six months of living expenses and cash set aside in a savings account. Uh, you can use that for those lumpy things, but then you have to repay that. And I think that's one place where people go wrong with any type of budgeting method is they go very specific in the beginning, which is good because you kind of clean out the closet, which is the other method we'll talk yeah. about. Um, you kind of you clean out the closet and you're like, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing every month. Uh, but then- Oh no, car insurance and uh, health insurance on the same day? I don't have the money to cover that. So what do you do? Well, you dig into the other accounts where you just separated the money and then you feel like you failed. And that's what we call not having a float, like a cushion to land on. It yeah. brings you back up. I think this method works better if you've already got the emergency Yeah, I would say that, yeah. And a few things because I, I think the method I'm going to talk about now, like the old school method is really important if you've never looked at your spending before because this one's hard. If you currently don't have any money left over at the end of each month, um, paying yourself first might mean you end up with not enough money at the end of the month. Yeah, so this first one is kind of like the rawest version of a budget because it breaks it back down to scratch. This is also the most emotional. So if you are about to go on this journey, congratulations, you will get through it. Even if you've got a credit card, even if you've got a personal loan, even if you're going backwards, you will get through it. Describe what it is. Like, yeah. what do you do? So, this is more like what people would imagine when they're thinking of the word budget. So, we're going to break down what all the spending categories we currently use. and Some of our transport, bills, rent, that yeah, type of stuff. Your food, your insurance, your healthcare, um, paying off debt, gifts, all of that sort of stuff. And we're going to look at our spending over the last six months. Yeah. And so, what we want to find is what's our average spending each month in these categories? And different categories will be more important for you and some won't be. So if you don't have a car, then your transport category is going to look very different from someone that does. And whether you go through your budgeting app, a personal budgeting tool, your bank might categorize all of these things for you and you might just have to go and review to make sure the the gifts you got for Christmas are in the gifts section and not in just the uh, entertainment section because things don't categorize perfectly. So, Or you could just print out or download an Excel with your spending for the last six months. And then you want to try and categorize that into the the food, the housing, transportation, bills to find out what are you currently spending on average per month in all of these categories. Mm. And that is a big step and it t- it's going to take a while. So that is why it could be something good to do over the, set that as your goal for the next month if you've never done that. So firstly, we just want to be honest with ourselves and have our 
a good look at what we spend in all the categories. Mm-hmm. And then- Which is harder than it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Like, I still haven't done that very Mel well. Brown, like, Mel I get Brown it. says it's like standing naked in front of people. Like a lot of people would rather stand naked in front of someone yeah. than do this. Yeah. Like, so be prepared. Until Up told me how much I spend on food. You didn't want to do it? I didn't, no. And yeah. it was a lot. But when all those small things add up, like it's qu- quite revealing. But coffee is good. Yeah, yeah. And so if you want to do this as a pie chart, once you've worked out, okay, I have $1,000 of income each month and this is how I spend roughly 20% in this area, 10% here. And so you kind of get a rough um, direction of where your spending is currently. And then you want to think of, okay, well, this year I really want to start investing. Yep. So I'm going to need some money left over at the end of each month. So at the moment, if my income and my expenses are pretty much the same, I've got nothing left over in my bank account at the end of each month. So how can we, if we can't increase income right now, how can we decrease our expenses so we have some money left mm-hmm. over each month? And maybe we have $200 left over at the end of each month that we can use to invest. And so we're going to have to look at what we're currently spending on average and what are some categories we can reduce spending on. So for utility bills, there might be, if you haven't looked at it for a while, there might be some better rates or um, a much cheaper NBN or phone plan option. So you might be able to go through each of those and reduce costs in some of that. And that will reduce the spending each month in that area. And then suddenly that will free up some money at the Mm. end of each month. And you can go, all right, I've found space for that $200 to be put aside for investing. Mm. Mm. So it takes a bit of time though. This is not a quick process at all. How long would you say it would take? Well, I'd say probably like half an hour to an hour, like to go through six months of spending and recategorize things. If you're using an app that was already doing most of the heavy lifting. So if you're going to just get a printout and highlighter, it'd probably take a few hours. Oh, that would, yeah, that would, if you're printing out six months of statements, because we have so many little things we just pay for during the day. Uh, Save the paper. Yeah, it could be better to put it into Excel and then you can filter things and you can go filter by coals. And you quickly out. work out where these major things are. Yeah. It's just because people have random things that pop up. I so. only, so I'll tell you, I did the same thing many years ago. I did it a few times repeatedly. I just did it with um, one month, but then I also knew what else I needed to pay. So I just imagined like, okay, I've got one month's worth of stuff, which could be irregular, sure. But then I knew car insurance is annual, uh, registration is annual. Uh, my like content insurance is annual. So like I knew what was annualized. Yeah. And then that, that way I knew, like I wasn't just doing one month and imagining the other stuff doesn't exist. Uh, but that was quicker and easier for me. I think I would have got overwhelmed if it did six months. Yeah. But some people would do that. Yeah, it's just because like one month you might be booking all the travel, yeah. which is not something you book every month. But then you might go, okay, I spent $5,000. Well, how can I work out an average amount per month so I can put this in my budget. Financial planners call this a retrospective budget, just looking backwards. Mm. Drew always, you know, as you know, talks about how this is the only type of budgeting they do with their clients when they come in the door because it's the only one that counts. I tend to agree with that. But some people, there are those really, like those superhumans out there that can be like, nah, starting from scratch, cutting all my cards up, cancelling them. I'm going to start from scratch, blank canvas. Um, You can do that. It's some people can do it. Some people need that. Like Mel Brown always talked about the detox. She still does the detox twice a year. This is a financial professional of like a long time. Um, talks about how she detoxes from things like you do. You know how you do like the detox from like TV and that. 
she detoxes from finance, like spending for a month. And she also does seven day sprints, I think. So she do like little mini sprints of like detox from this, detox from that. So yeah. good. I'm hoping to detox on the phone. <laughs> I mean, you could start doing the budget from scratch. You could go as of the 1st of February or whenever you want to do it. I'm every spent thing I spend money on is going to be added to the budget as a line yeah. item and build it up from there. And yep. so I'm going to cancel everything or, well, not cancel everything, but write down all the main expenses, no spending until I record it on the spreadsheet. Or something you can like actually that. find that when you do this, though, if you get a list of your expenses, you can actually find the like the thing that's least valuable to you. So it might be, say, you know, oh, you spend a little bit extra on, like you said, um, a utility bill that you don't need to. Um, or it might be something like, oh, in transportation, I spent X amount on tolls, toll roads. I don't need to sp- take that toll road. I can just mm. take the extra five minutes and go somewhere around and save myself I've 50 done bucks that a week. few times for sure. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a sucker for convenience. Yeah. Like everyone sees me coming. <laughs> <laughs> toll road, extra 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'll take the toll yeah. road. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that makes sense. I mean, the reason we're going through all of this and trying to work out where we're spending right now is just so we can make more room for paying off debt to save, yeah. to invest. So we can actually- um, Own assets. Yeah. The next wealth. episode, you, uh, we'll be talking about Owen's vision board activity where you can Ooh. have what you're working towards and what the why behind your financial goals. So in this episode, we're creating some space so you've got money left over to do things with at the end of each month. And then next episode, we're going to say, well, this is what you could do with the money. Yeah. And so this is more the tools and like some of the, the two ways to do it. So just in summary here, we've got the um the kind of like retrospective where you look back. It's the old school method, like print out the statements or look at a statement and write down your spending and you can turn that into pie charts like percentages or whatever so you've got your incoming your outgoing but then after a time i think the the big rock one which sounds like what you do monique to mm. be honest um which is where like, you have your jar and you know roughly what the big rocks are that you need to pay and yeah. you prioritize yeah. and then what's left over is you can invest that or you can do something with it that you want to do and you can switch between them yeah i think i've for the last year, I've been doing the, the pay yourself first. So I had my goals at the start of the year. I broke it down each month. There's 200 here, 300 here, 1,500 here. And this is the big rocks and they just happened and everything else fell around that. Automation. But I think because um, I had a lot of expenses and I bought a property and money yep. was just going everywhere that I need to do the old school method for a while to bring things back down to earth. Yeah, you need to just like... Reset a bit, right? Yeah, because yeah. suddenly I don't know where things are going and I had to do that what's recently. going on and I need a reset. So I think for f- my plan is for February uh, 2023 yep. that it's a bit of a detox reset month and figure out, okay, these are my bills. These are my core here. And so trying to work out what my budget actually is and check back in with my spending, which I think is probably a good idea to do at least once a year. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. I think that just checking in, like I had to do that recently as well, did it late 2022, um, just to check in and make sure everything's ship shape. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, but that's okay. Because when, <laughs> <tapping, I> <laughs> when you're tapping all the time, you lose track of where you're spending and you can go suddenly, oh, I am spending a lot of money here and I didn't really want to, but if we just, we're not looking yeah. at it with intention, it's very easy to lose track of what's happening. And so, going back to the drawing board and maybe starting from scratch and building up your budget again, especially if your circumstances change, if you move to a new state, new job, new relationship, things change. And that might be the right time to go and check in and go through the last 30 days of spending and build it back up again. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Is there any areas you're trying to spend less on this year, Monique? Or more on mm, well, for you? Maybe more, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, Do you want to invest more? That's an yeah, interesting probably. one. Yeah, probably. Yeah? Yeah, that's something like like I've just kind of started, obviously. Mm. So that would probably be a nice thing to do now that I earn a little bit more money. Mm. Like I can do it now before like I really I couldn't. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just find it so hard to break out of the habit of just spending more money because I've been so long not doing that. Yeah. I don't know. It's. It, I think it's going to take a long time for me to try and spend more money on anything. What is like one thing or one activity you want to splurge on this year? Well, I love traveling and experiences. So okay. maybe just go away for a weekend where I usually wouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. So a little weekend adventure sometime in the first half of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. This is a, I feel yeah. an arc developing in the podcast. Well, I feel like I'm going to check in with Monique if by, by June she's yeah. had her little weekend vacation. You need to force me to book it, yeah, otherwise I won't do it. <laughs> we'll send her to Dalesford. Yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. Somewhere well, nice. sometimes you need, I did it for someone in my family recently that they're very much in the saving mindset for so long and I just gave them like, you can actually afford to do X, Y, Z thing. And mm. I just kind of like, I was like, Blah, blah, blah. Here's all the pros. There's not really many cons because it wasn't very much money. They were just in the mindset that it was like something they shouldn't be spending money on, but they mm. actually wanted to do it. So I just gave them a bit of a nudge and then they were very happy they did it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I really don't have anyone telling me that, hey, Monique, you can actually spend more money now. It's always like, no, no, you need to save. You always need to save. So mm. I've never really had anyone around me saying like, no, you can spend yeah. money. And a lot of the content yeah. is about saving. We talk yeah. about saving and investing, but- we don't talk about spending yeah. as much. Do you think that's because you feel bad? Like you feel insecure about spending or is it just habit? I, yeah, no, I always feel guilty when I spend money. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just like maybe- Manic shouting the- copies, 2023, <laughs> every day. <laughs> Let's break the habit. Do you feel we'll guilty you. when you buy us coffee? <laughs> Pardon? Do you feel guilty when you buy us coffee? No, I don't because like I feel like I'm- Well, it's that's generous and I'm giving something yeah. that makes you guys happy. Okay. So I feel good about that. Okay, yeah. that's lovely. You can do that more. So it's hard. <laughs> you, you find it harder being generous to yourself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 When it's something just for me, I'm like, oh, I don't. I probably can live without that, and then I'll just never end up getting it. What about like when it comes to like um, crafts and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'll always wait for a sale. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Linkcraft not- notifies me, and the Linkcraft, if you're listening, yeah. sponsor yeah, the show, please. Love, love Linkcraft. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I feel like there'll be a lot of listeners. Yeah. Hearing yeah. this right now, I'll they're like, buy I'm like Monique. Yeah. Because maybe you want to spend more money on your hobbies that you love. Yeah. Because you have the money there. You might go. I want to get yeah. the merino wool this yeah. time for my next project. Well, during like lockdowns and stuff, that's where I learned all my crafts. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel guilty buy all the supplies because okay. I was like, well, I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not spending money anywhere else. So I can spend money here. Okay. But you so, had to like go for a whole justification well, yeah, exactly. process. Yeah. And I still kind of felt guilty in the end, but like I had to justify everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like enough. we need to check back in with Monique yep. like, later in the year. Watch yep. the yep. Can she spend a little bit more <laughs> on things she likes, like a hobby or a travel or weekend away yeah. mm. and like actually start to feel good about it like you deserve it you worked for it and you actually saved the money for it yeah yeah uh one thing before we go and we um leave everyone to think about their budgeting for 2023 it doesn't have to be a bad thing by the way it can be positive as you just just heard 
uh, is we have an automation course on RASC Education. It's our, one of our newest courses. It's a very short course. You can complete it in an hour and it will give you a cheat sheet on how to automate basically everything. So when it comes to investing, uh, when it comes to money management, there are some things that shouldn't be automated, which we also cover. Uh, it's a it's a really punchy short course on RASC Education. You can get it for free. Just enroll in it and if you're the type of person who maybe touches money or in Monique's case wants to invest more but maybe feels guilty about certain things, you can automate that. Automation is definitely the number one tool or number one friend of the budgeter. So like everything, like we share some stories about how what we do in that. Um, it's really easy to automate savings now, incredibly easy, incredibly easy to automate uh, investing as well now, which is awesome. That's yeah. that's a new thing. Um, so you can do all of this stuff, put your money on autopilot and then get back to listening to our other episodes about lifestyle design and um, like which ETFs to buy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and we also talk about budgeting and different, a few more methods than this, like the 50, 30, 20, like yeah. the percentage-based budget in our Rask Road Trip, the free budgeting course. So I'll link that in the show notes. But I feel like, Owen, are you spending more or less on any errors this year? Uh, um, I want to... Sp- Spending is not the right word, but I want to spend more on investing. So I'm treating more and more. I'm treating because I'm automating more of it. I'm treating my investing like a bill, just yeah. like Tash always would say. Yeah. Um, I'm treating more of my investing like a bill. It's a bill I pay every month, just like electricity, just like a mortgage, just done. Yeah. So are you reducing spending in any other areas so you can allocate more towards investing? You know what? Like people like um, who know me, like you guys know me. People think that I'm a sieve, like money hits my pocket, disappears, like flour into a sieve. Um, that would be true if you looked at like what I spend, like I buy coffees every day and all that sort of stuff. But outside of that, I do not spend money on anything, like anything. Except technology, virtual reality goggles. Yeah, I bought virtual reality goggles. He's <laughs> <laughs> used like three times. <laughs> the cost per wear. That was more like due diligence on a Facebook investment for meta platforms. But uh, anyway... Um, no, so like I don't spend a lot of money. So for me, um, I would I would probably like to spend. It's going to sound weird. I would like to spend more money on clothing because I often don't. Let's like, go you, shopping. You you see me like every day I wear a rest top. The company pays for the tops, right? <laughs> so <laughs> like every day, even on weekends, I wear the same shit. So <laughs> I wish I just took a bit more care with myself. Yeah. Oh, one final thing I will add. Something I do want to spend more on is actually self care. So building things like going for a regular massage, uh, even if it's like every few months or uh, like marathons and the running stuff, yeah, like that sort of stuff is I think is good for me and actually spending on it means that I do it. So I would like to do a lot more of that. A good way to commit yourself to that is to book in those like health and wellness appointments in January for the, the entirety of the year. Like I know yeah. some people will go through, okay, I've booked in my... I've booked in my eye appointment, my dentist, my psych, my massages, yeah. my physio, and book them in 12 months in advance if it's something that you use already on a regular basis. And so it's already in the calendar. It's already there. So you don't have to go through that mental admin of like, oh, have, yeah, when the was the last time it. I went that, to the dentist? The actual yeah. organizing is the worst bit. So that's yeah. why I like- So set a couple of hours and actually just book in all of those life admin, mental health, physical well-being appointments for 12 months. Yeah, that's that's cool. I like that. Like, you don't have to pay for You can do recurring front. as well. Um, you know who gave me the idea around that was um, Mick Weimer, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
he oh yeah with the house yeah with the house he has the same thing for the house he basically automates all the maintenance of the house so he's got like a deck that needs to be oiled twice a year so he when he got the painters to come and paint his house he said okay what's my maintenance plan for paint and he said okay well if that needs to be done twice a year when do i need to do it you're here here and you're here here and i will budget for that now yeah um and you can do the same for lawn care for cleaning like you you actually go to the experts and you say when should i be here and then you go like, okay just book that all in right now yeah and i think that's just such a stress-free way to mm. organize your self-care and your life so cool that's where i want to do it so we've all got each individual thing what are you going to spend more on did you say what you're going to spend more on no this is the year i'm spending less spending less you're just organizing yes i'm spending the big one for me had that has spiraled completely out of control is food so let's rein that in yes let's rein that in between less meredith's goat cheese thank you drew yeah oh, i don't think I'll, I'll change i'm still buying the merit of <laughs> but i mean i like i have a smaller amount of time so it lasts longer but i still want to work on my cooking i've started on that and uh just cooking maybe two to three times Meal a prep. week and making lunch more and things like that and um doing more meals at home with friends and things like that and just a little bit less mindless spending on the cost of food i like that so you got it kind of just went crazy this year that's right. There's worse things to spend money on. I think all of us weren't like, yeah, you know, like a my my TAB account, like it's whatever. That's um that's more of a vice, and we don't seem to have that as a priority, which is a real thing, by the way. Hmm. If you are listening to this and you've got um a vice like that, whether it's a, an addiction or you've got gambling or something like, that, please get help. Uh, Beyond Blue, you know, Gamblers Helpline, all those things are real things. We'll so put that in the show notes. Yeah, that's really important to us. So make sure you get onto that. But it seems like for us, well, with Monique and I, it's like trying to spend a little bit more in the right areas. And with Kate, it's like, let's cut back on that uh, goat cheese over there. Yeah, the and food, the croissants. Is- <laughs> <laughs> the food <laughs> part is really hitting the budget. So, um, yeah, reining in that a little bit more, resetting my budget. So I might update in the next money or chill also how I go with yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be because cool. Yeah. I think I might just, I'm just going to go through everything and be like, these are the core categories. This is where I want to spend the money and figuring out what does my budget look like now that my life's in a different spot. Um, and yeah, I will update on how I go lowering my food costs because it does seem to add up and I want to direct that money because I'm giving it a mm-hmm. job because if you don't sort of reallocate the funds, sometimes they just end up absorbed into another area. Um, so I'm going to be reallocating the funds I save in food each month into my offset account because I'd like to uh, increase the balance there. That's good. Offset account is a great way to save. Um, well, this seems like a bit of fun. You did mention the phrase money and chill, which is every month we uh, hit the podcast airways with Monique, yes. mini pizza, um, and we have a bit of a chilled out episode. So if you like the Australian finance podcast and you like the more laid back episodes, those are for you once a month, mm. in addition to ETF reviews, stock yep. market investing, property budgeting, psychology, books, authors, all that stuff. It's on the Australian yeah, Finance Podcast. So there'll be podcast. plenty of more serious content for you for the rest of 2023. Yes. But if we can all work on our budgets and our spending plans, I'm going to spend more on self-care. But Nick, you're going to spend more in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate, less on food, please. Uh, I think we can have a good year. What was the please for? Plenty, please. <laughs> please, with serious eyes, please. Um, uh, we'll put all the links we mentioned yeah. from today's episode. There's a few free courses if you want to dive into this more. Heaps and a of courses. spreadsheet. 
Yeah. Uh, you get yeah. spreadsheets, you get everything uh, in the free courses. So go and enroll in a course, please, please, please. That's our priority for as a business for 2023. So go and check that out and share it with your friends. Share the love. All right, ladies, uh, Monique, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.